Section 9 of Billy Bunny and His Friends by David Corey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapters 41 to 45. Chapter 41. Just a song at twilight when the sun is low and the fireflies' lanterns swinging to and fro just a gentle murmur down the evening breeze sings to sleep the birdies in the leafy trees it makes me sleepy to write this little lullaby so you can easily see how sleepy it made billy bunny to hear it sung by a soft sweet voice it was a little thrush singing to her baby birds and every now and then willy wind blew on the little horns of the honeysuckle flower and they made such soft music that the little rabbit crept into a hollow tree and went fast asleep and by and by about the middle of the night he woke up and saw daddy fox old man weasel and robert nighthawk all talking together wasn't that an awful sight it made him shiver all over how he wished he was back in the dear old briar patch oh dear oh dear i wish i'd never started out to travel well after a while the three robbers started to go away just then the sharp eyes of old man weasel saw the tip of the little rabbit's nose it twinkled just like a little star for billy bunny was badly frightened look cried old man weasel there's something good to eat and then the three robbers came over to the hollow tree i'm lost this time i know it cried the little rabbit just then he saw a little ladder so up he hopped as fast as he could and when he got to the top whom do you suppose he saw why the big kind american eagle and when he found out what was the matter he told the little rabbit boy to get on his back and he would fly away with him it didn't take billy bunny long to do this for the fox and the weasel and the hawk were climbing up the ladder as fast as they could now where do you want to go asked the eagle oh take me back to the briar patch in old snake fence corner said the little bunny boy and if the clothes pins on mrs bunny's clothes line don't run away with the clothes and sell them to the rag man i'll tell you in the next story how billy bunny took a ride in the fairy boat chapter 42 well the big kind american eagle as i was saying in the last story flew away with billy bunny and daddy fox old man weasel and robber nighthawk were as angry as they could be by and by the eagle said there comes mr happy sun up in the sky i didn't know morning was so near i'm afraid i can't carry you all the way home for i haven't time 
It was very nice and warm on the eagle's back, and his feathers were very soft, so that Billy Bunny just hated to get off. Besides, he was quite sleepy. Well, goodbye, said the eagle, and flew away. But of course, the little rabbit thanked him before he went. Then Billy Bunny rubbed his eyes with his left hind foot and winked his ears and twinkled his nose. Then he felt lots better, and off he hopped. By and by he came to a wide river, so he looked around to find a way to cross over, for there wasn't any bridge, and just as he was going to turn away, a little ferry boat came up to the bank. Want to cross? asked the ferryman, who was a weather-beaten billy goat with a long beard. What do you charge? asked the little rabbit. Oh, I don't know, replied the billy goat. You see, everyone has a different kind of money, so I take what is given to me. At last, Billy Bunny found a carrot in his pocket. That'll do, said the fairy boatman. So off they started. The goat climbed up on the bicycle seat and began to pedal away. This turned the paddle wheel and the little rowboat went along at a great rate. I made this ferry boat myself, explained the goat. I used to ride a bicycle, but when the old tires busted and the wheels wore out, I put the old thing in the middle of my rowboat and fastened the paddle wheels on the side. But just then, all of a sudden, a big shark swam up and bit off a big piece of the boat and it began to sink. Wasn't this terrible? The boat was fast filling with water, and there was the dreadful shark swimming around and around, all ready to swallow them. Get on my back, said the goat, and I'll swim to shore. But the terrible shark got right in front of them and opened his great big mouth. Then the billy goat hooked him with his horns one, two, three times, and the shark began to cry because it hurt him so. And after that, the goat, with the little rabbit on his back, reached the shore safely. And if the postage stamp doesn't get licked for opening my letter in the morning, and reading all the nice things people are saying about Billy Bunny, I'll tell you in the next story about his ride in the stagecoach. Chapter 43 Well, I didn't think you'd get ashore, said the driver of the stagecoach, as the goat, with Billy Bunny on his back, waded out of the river. The driver was an old dog with a big pipe in his mouth and instead of horses, he drove a pair of small donkeys, whose ears were almost as long as the little rabbit's ears. Get in, for we're late already. And the old dog picked up the reins and snapped the whip. Inside the stagecoach was an old gander, who had come down to take a swim. But on seeing the shark, he had changed his mind. I'm disappointed, 
he remarked. You'd rather be that than eaten, said the goat. Exactly, squawked the gander. But please let me finish my own speech next time. Just then the coach stopped and a very nice looking pig got in. She was on her way to market, I guess, for she had a basket on her arm. After this, nobody got in until perhaps somebody might have if something hadn't happened. At any rate, all of a sudden, a band of wild Indians rushed up and began shooting arrows and tomahawks and spears and yelling and war-whooping. The donkeys were so frightened they overturned the coach and the gander flew out of the window and the goat and the pig flew out of the door and the little rabbit hopped over the driver's seat. Yes, siree, they were all safe in the woods before an Indian could yell, Tomahawky! Bless my old feathers, cried the gander. This comes from taking that old-fashioned stagecoach. I should have taken the trolley, and just then they heard the trolley car. So he and the little rabbit jumped aboard. This is fine, said the little rabbit. I've never ridden on a trolley before. But when the conductor asked him for his fare, trouble began all over again. Oh, dear me, cried Billy Bunny. I gave the ferryman my last carrot. I can't help that, said the conductor. Pay your fare or get off. Wait a minute, please, said the gander, and he put two nickels in the conductor's hand. Wasn't that lucky? And by and by the car stopped, and the gander said, I live near here. Don't you want to come home with me? And after they had gone a little ways, they came to the gander's house. And if the waste paper basket doesn't run off with the next story, I'll tell you something more about Billy Bunny. Chapter 44 But goodness me! As soon as Billy Bunny saw that Goose House was on the edge of the pond, he said, I don't believe I'll come in, Mr. Gander. It's too near the water, and I've had enough of water to last me for some time. You see, the little rabbit was thinking about his accident on the river in the last story, and I don't blame him for wanting to keep away from the water, do you? So he said goodbye to the Gander and hopped along, and after a little ways, not so very far, he came across a man chopping down a tree, and one of the chips flew off and hit the little rabbit on the nose. I'm very sorry, said the kind woodchopper. Did it hurt you badly? Then he opened his lunch pail and handed the little rabbit a piece of cheese. That tastes very nice, said Billy Bunny. Then he hunted all through his pockets again, and do you believe it? He found a lovely apple pie in one of them. This will go nicely with the cheese, said the woodchopper. You're a fine little bunny. 
After everything was eaten up, Billy Bunny started off again. Then he tasted the tip of his little striped candy cane because he felt just like something sweet. I don't know how he ever kept from eating it all up, do you? But he didn't, anyhow. Well, after some time, he felt pretty tired, so he sat down to rest on a soft, mossy bank. The little brook bubbled over the pebbles, and the breeze shook the treetops so gently that presently he dropped off to sleep. Now, the last time he had done this, something dreadful happened, but this time it didn't. A little deer came by and stopped to look at him, and just then the little rabbit woke up. I didn't mean to wake you, said the fawn. I don't care, answered Billy Bunny. I'd rather play with you. Then Mr. Deer and Mrs. Deer came along and watched them play hop, skip, and jump. Then they skipped rope, and the little rabbit skipped nine million four hundred and sixty-seven thousand eight hundred and two and a half times. This beat the little fawn all to pieces, but he didn't care. Then Mr. Deer asked the little rabbit to go with them to the park on the other side of the woods. And if the baker's boy didn't eat the whole of the doughnut, I mean, of course, all the custard pie, I'll tell you in the next story what happened to Billy Bunny in Deer Park. Chapter 45 Now the baker's boy ate the whole of the doughnut, so I can't tell you how little Billy Bunny went into the deer park. And perhaps it's just as well, for something else happened, which was lots nicer. And this is what it was. An airship suddenly got caught in a tree, and the airman, who happened to be a jaybird, flew down and asked where he could get a nail to mend his machine with. And wasn't it lucky? Billy Bunny found just the right kind of nail in his knapsack. And when the airship was fixed, the jaybird told the little rabbit to run out on the meadow and he would fly down and take him for a ride. My, how fast they flew! The airship went much faster than Uncle Lucky's automobile, and that is saying a good deal. Which way are we going? asked the little rabbit. Anywhere near Old Snake Fence Corner? I don't know, I'm sure, said the jaybird. We might just be over it. If he hadn't looked down, everything would have been all right. But he did. And so you see that is the reason the airship bumped into the bell in the church steeple. And the bell began to ring. Oh, how it did ring. Billy Bunny held his front paws over his ears. But that didn't keep out the awful noise. So he put his hind paws over too. But even that didn't do any good. The jaybird tried his best to get the airship away, but he couldn't. 
and the more he tried, the louder the big bell rang, until all the bats in the steeple were deaf as an adder. And as an adder, you know, it is a snake and the deafest animal in the vegetable kingdom. For he lives on vegetables, and of course he couldn't live in the mineral kingdom for that reason. And I'm sure I don't know how the airship ever would have gotten loose if the bell hadn't come off its hook. The big bell rang louder than before, and everybody jumped out of bed and ran to the engine house, for they thought there must be a terrible fire somewhere. Stop, stop, cried Billy Bunny. Take me down to earth and let me hop away from this awful bell. And when the airship came to the ground, the little rabbit never even said thank you or goodbye or pleased to meet you or twice one or five, but hopped away as fast as he could. And if a shooting star doesn't hit me in the right thumb so that I can't play the piano, I mean the typewriter, I'll tell you next time about Billy Bunny and the lollipop. End of section 9